It is five o'clock on Sunday, and the shadows are growing longer. Do you remember as a child walking during the summer, just as the sun was setting and watching your shadow going on before you? Do you remember how tall that shadow could be? Growing up, there was a Sunday afternoon program on the radio entitled The Shadow. The shadow's identity was unknown, but he was really a man named Lamont Cranston. He had the power to become invisible. I think the program was on around two or three o'clock on Sundays. I do not remember if my sisters listened to that program, but my oldest brother Milton and my next older brother Billy and I listened every Sunday. Until, until my mother and father listened one Sunday and they thought that program was unacceptable. After their consultation together, they always seemed to be on the same side, much to the seven children's regrets, we were forbidden to listen to that program anymore. And believe me, in our home, that ended the shadow program on a Sunday afternoon. There was also a program entitled Inner Sanctum. That program was on a weekday night. I do not remember the day of the week, but it began with the opening of a squeaky door upon its hinges and a sinister voice welcoming you to enter. It was a truly scary, scary program. Much more frightening than it would have been on television, for you see, you didn't see the action, you imagined it in your own mind. At times I have watched the Walton family on television, and we all surely remember the good night ending of that program. All the children and the parents said good night to each other, one after the other. In my home, we were taught to kiss our parents good night, even as teenagers when it was time to go to bed. When, when we were in college, that practice continued, which meant that if by chance you had had a beer and you kissed them good night, they would know, know you had ingested alcohol. <laughs> Woe unto you if you had shared a beer with your friends. But we did say good night to our parents and to our siblings, somewhat like the Waltons. At night, when in bed, we would call out good night to each other. All five oldest children, me the youngest, listened one night to Inner Sanctum, and it was truly a haunting story. It seems an Egyptian mummy had been brought into the home and it was placed in the library. I believe it had the power to kill or injure someone. And in the program, there was a woman named Helen who was frightened by the sarcophagus and the mummy it contained in the library. She went to bed at night and dreading the darkness, she turned off her light. In the darkness, she heard these words, Helen, Helen, Come down to the library. Helen, Helen, come down to the library. 
lying in the darkness. You shuddered at those words. Helen, Helen, come down to the library. And in your mind, you were saying to Helen, oh, Helen, Helen, don't, don't, don't for anything go down to the library. I don't recall the ending of the program. But I do know how it affected the life of me and my brothers and my sisters. Mildred, Loretta, Billy, Milton, Kenneth, come down to the library. <laughs> I slept on the third floor of our home. There were three doors on the third floor. One door led to my brother's room, the other door to Bill's and my room. We shared the same room. The third door was the dark attic. You, you heard me right. You heard me right. The dark attic, fearful, no window, roof slanting inward, dark attic. When you went to bed at night as a child, you walked quickly by that door, not even glancing at it. And there you are lying in bed in the darkness. The wind is blowing outside the house. The shadows from the trees are moving up and down, up and down. There are shadows on the shades you've pulled in. And then you hear one of your siblings' voice saying, Kenneth, Kenneth, come down to the library. From every bed other than my parents, you would hear a voice calling, Kenneth, Kenneth, and the command, come down to the library. <laughs> now, I believe that program was taken off our listening list as well as the shadow. There were, however, two other programs we listened to as a family. They were both on Sunday night. One of the programs was The Great Gildersleeve and the other was The Jack Benny Show. My parents' bedroom was the largest one in our home and on a Sunday evening, we seven children would gather there with our mom and dad. We had an electron popcorn popper and we would share popcorn and we would listen to the two shows, one after the other as a family. Sometimes we would even have supper of pancakes up in my parents' room. You see, my dad had an electric fry pan too. My mother loved Dennis Day's voice and his songs. And we all laughed at the funny happenings on the Jack Benny show. His Christmas programs on the radio were ones never to be forgotten. If you've never heard one of those programs, you really should go on the internet and find one to listen to on your radio. All week long, we looked forward to listening to those two programs as a family. Not long ago, I finished reading a book about the life of Jack Benny written by his daughter, Joan. Jack Benny loved the celebration of Christmas. His daughter remembers decorating a Christmas tree and being overwhelmed by her Christmas presents. She tells in the book how in school she took part in a chorus that performed the Messiah. And she so loved that music that she asked her parents that that was for her the most important gift for Christmas, an album of the Messiah. That was the only gift she wanted with all her heart. Christmas Day, she opened present after present, but no vinyl records of the Messiah. So disappointed, all her gifts were open and no album. 
And then Jack Benny told her to go in the other room and look on the table. On that table were the records of the Messiah for her. Imagine in a Jewish home the gift of a Christian celebration of Christ, the Messiah. As I read that story of his life, I thought how much times have changed. And I remembered so much how Irving Berlin, a Jewish person, wrote White Christmas. I thought times have so changed. It seems we've become so separate from each other by faith and race and political beliefs. We don't seem to be able to share our differences with love and understanding and even sometimes with happiness. Joan Benny, Jack's daughter, put all this in perspective. And many of the words I speak now are her words. In the 1940s, the Jewish population of Beverly Hills was 50%. In her school from kindergarten through eighth grade, the children sang all the traditional Christmas carols and they would go caroling the night before Christmas Eve. From then, from the eighth grade until she became a mother, she tells us that the celebration of Christmas had changed. The Jewish population of Beverly's Hills was 90% and Christmas was not even mentioned. Hanukkah, Rosh Hashanah, and Yom Kippur were celebrated, but not Christmas. And yet, in such a strange way, Silent Night was played, but not sung. And Adaste Fizalis was sung only in Latin. Joan Benny tells us she celebrated Christmas with her own children. She taught them the stories of the New Testament, and they sang carols together. Then in her word, she says, to me, it is not important whether or not one believes in Christ as a savior. The Christians do, but as a Jew, I don't. But the story of his birth is lovely nonetheless. And for children, what with Santa Claus and tree trimming and the festivity and the presents, why, it's the most exciting time of year. Then her best words in the book, and I quote her, Besides, it's important to one's education to know all about the world's religions and beliefs, not just your own. Some of the Christian faith may not accept her words about Jesus, yet we should all be open to understanding each other person's religious beliefs. When I was in elementary school, also in the 1940s, Christmas was a wonderful happening, and we all shared the happiness of the season. It was a part of our school experience. As a child, I did not understand the holy days of those of the Jewish faith, Indeed, we should have been taught about Hanukkah and Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur and the sacred days of other faiths. But now I think it's time for us in this country to recognize our religious differences and be tolerant and understanding of each other. My faith is the Christian faith. I believe Jesus is my Savior and that he taught me what God is like, loving, forgiving, accepting of me and my humanity. Through my love for Jesus, I have sought to bring his teachings to others. But as I was taught in seminary, that can only be done with love 
never ever by condemnation or ridicule or at the point of a sword. At present, our public schools seek to be secular and seek to keep religion out of our schools. This pastor accepts that, but also wishes that schools could teach our children the basics of the predominant religious beliefs of the various people of our nation. After these years of confusion and of COVID, we need a faith and a hope for the future. I am so thankful for my religion and my beliefs. They have helped me all through my life to live at times in adversity, in happiness, and yet to always continue to believe in the goodness of our Creator. Yes, indeed, I would try to convince you to be a follower of Jesus Christ, but I can only do that with patience respect, understanding, and most importantly, with an abounding love for you. The decision of what you wish to believe is yours. And if you, like Jack Benny's daughter, do not choose to be a Christian, but celebrate the wondrous beauty of Christmas and Easter, I need to understand your faith and respect you as a child of God. It is overdue for us to be at peace with each other, isn't it? then let us begin with respect and knowledge of each other's religious belief and love each other. Once more, our walk did not go where I expected it to go. And remember, please, I always enjoy it. Wish for your comments. It helps me in the weeks to come. Did you listen to the Jack Benny Show on Sunday nights? It was a family time in my home. Until next week, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from the other. Amen.